1: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, buenos tardes, mis amigos. Hopefully everyone had a, a fantastic uh, and safe Christmas. Probably not a warm Christmas, but uh, hopefully an enjoyable one. Rob Breckenridge with you. Uh, thanks to Andrew Lawton for uh, sitting in yesterday. Give me an extra day just to, uh, to get back. You know, traveling is always stressful at Christmas, and then when it's freezing cold on top of everything else, um, yeah, it's not fun, but right, it's, it's part of it, and getting to see everybody is always uh, Always important. All right. We got a lot to get to in the program here today. 403 974 8255 is a number 974 talk. 2018 shaping up to be uh, an interesting year for the CFL. News today concerning Johnny Menzel, controversial and troubled young quarterback that the Hamilton Tiger Cats apparently have uh, a keen interest in. It looks as though the CFL has given the green light to Johnny Manziel playing in the CFL in 2018. Now, it's not a done deal yet, uh, but it comes on the heels uh, of a statement from the league back in September when they uh, had said that it was uh, too soon, basically, for Johnny Manziel to even think about playing in the CFL. Statement released today says the CFL is prepared to approve a contract for Johnny Manziel. Now, it says here, in particular, it is included in an ongoing assessment by an independent expert on the issue of violence against women, a review by legal counsel, and an in-person interview of Mr. Menzel conducted by the commissioner. As well, Mr. Menzel has been required to meet a number of conditions set by the league. So this is the same Hamilton Tiger Cats organization that just went through this whole fiasco with the hiring and then dismissal of Art Briles. Who was embroiled in controversy at Baylor University in the U.S.? Do they really want to go down this path again with Johnny Menzel? Now, the reference to violence against women, now that's in reference to a domestic assault case that Menzel has been dealing with, uh, on top of all of his other issues around alcohol and gambling and just partying in general. It seems like the young man has some talent. But is this something that the CFL, is this something that the Hamilton Tiger Cats want to take on? How are the fans going to respond? Well, joining us uh, for some thoughts, please to welcome to the program Scott Stinson, uh, who's uh, with the National Post, uh, national sports columnist for Post Media, joins us on the line from Buffalo, New York. Scott, how you doing?
0: I'm good, Rob. How are you
1: doing? Uh, good. As it is it as cold in Buffalo as it is uh, everywhere else?
0: It is really cold, and they're planning to play an outdoor game here tomorrow. So, uh, oh, that's I think right. regrets are possible on that front.
1: Oh my goodness! You get that lake effect snow too.
0: It hasn't been; uh, it's not snowy. So that's the one thing that, uh, in terms of the outdoor game, it should be okay. It's just going to be real chilly.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, pretty much everywhere else, too. Well, let's talk about this Johnny Menzel business because, you know, you've written about Johnny Menzel before, and, uh, you know, I I think he's kind of a known quantity in that sense, but uh, does it surprise you that there's an appetite for him in the CFL?
0: I would say it doesn't surprise me if only because he has a pedigree such that um, you know, he's potentially a, not just a good CFL player, but a really good CFL player. He was a Heisman Trophy winner in the United States, obviously. Um, you know, a first round draft pick it's in the NFL showed very, you know, brief flashes of the ability that, that made him such a good college player um in his brief stint in the nfl that ultimately didn't work out for a whole bunch of reasons but he's just you know, if we're talking about a guy who has high upside in terms of a cfl career manzel would be very high on the list i mean if he can play up to his ability and keep himself out of trouble he's going to be an excellent CFL player. i mean <laughs> coach of the hamilton said something a few weeks ago, in the CFL, which is perhaps overstating it uh, more than a little, and maybe putting a few many ex- too many expectations on the kid. But uh, to say the least, they expect them to be very good, which is why they're willing to take the chance on them.
1: Uh, is is the domestic assault thing? Is it? I mean, is that going to overshadow um, what, whatever he does as a player? And I mean, at a time when pro sports has become or, or needs to become really sensitive about this kind of stuff, is it? Is it the kind of thing that he can move on from, or is it just too much controversy for the league to, to be taking on right now?
0: I don't think it's something that he cannot move on from, Rob. But I think that. What you need to see is some, um, you know, uh, apologies, uh, regrets, uh, acknowledgement of what happened or what is alleged to have happened. I don't we're not getting into the details, but, you know, the thing that always sort of misses from these things when it ends up becoming a, a larger and longer story is that the player involved or the coach involved or whomever, just sort of brushes it off and says, "Eh, things happen, you know, whatever," and and they don't really acknowledge that that being being upstanding citizens involves not committing violence against women, and that it's a big problem in society, and that a sports league needs to take it seriously because part of their job is setting an example of community. So, if between himself and the tie cats, they acknowledge some, you know, contrition and what happened and say, you know, we've learned things and we're moving forward and and we don't want to pretend like nothing happened, then I think they're okay. But I I think if, if, if he signs a contract with Hamilton and if he comes to training camp and his response to any questions about this is, I don't want to talk about that then I think that's not going to be great. And, and it's going to be a, a story for much longer that way because people will rightly want to know what his thoughts are on on this issue because it's a serious one.
1: Right. And of course, I mean, it's the Hamilton Tiger Cats, too. If it were a different team, maybe it would be less of a controversy. But I mean, the Hamilton Tiger Cats and this, this whole mess with, with Art Biles and, and who on earth thought hiring him was a good idea until they finally were back down on that. Uh, I mean, maybe it just reinforces a perception that there's kind of a, a tone deafness at the, at the Tag Cat's front office.
0: It is interesting because even after the Bryles thing came and went and there was a lot of blowback in the media, including from people like me, and then they backed down um, and didn't hire the guy, like unhired him, essentially, there were still some some comments from people in the Hamilton front office that seemed to suggest they felt like they had to do this because... Uh, of like social media outrage as opposed to it wasn't actually a good idea to bring in a coach who had this scandal on his resume. So I've never been 100% convinced that the cuts really felt like um, what they did was was necessary other than that they had to do it to make the story go away. So yes, when you when you potentially bring in a guy like Manzel on the heels of that, it sort of underscores that issue. Um, but it's going to be up to them to again sort of say the right things and, and show that they take this issue seriously, and that it's not just about winning football games. It's about making sure that your players and coaches are aware of the of seriousness of the issue and, and not just sort of making light of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think how the Thai cats handle this and how Menzel handles it is going to go a long way to determining how well this goes over with people. Uh, Scott, let me just ask you, since you're in Buffalo, mm-hmm. you're covering the World Juniors. Uh, we're getting yep. caught up in that, of course, this time of year. It seems like attendance yep. has been the big narrative initially. I mean, you mentioned how cold it is in Buffalo. I mean, is that, does that explain it or, or what's the reason for the, uh, all the empty seats?
0: I think the main reason is that it's oversaturation. This tournament was here in 2011, and it did very well. And I think partly because a lot of Canadians came to it because they came across the border and hadn't been in this area for a number of years, and it's a big deal now and then it was in Toronto in 2014 it was in Toronto again last year and now it's in Buffalo this year so you know anybody from sub- so Ontario you know, they've had plenty of opportunity to go to the world juniors in the last few years so i think that sort of revenue stream has completely dried up and now it's buffalo and buffalo alone who's having to shoulder it and um, for whatever reason they're just not into this tournament so far um, we'll see how it goes but I mean I was I was just at the uh, Finland Denmark today and I mean you could have shot a cannon through the Key Bank yeah. arena and not hit too many people so We'll see how it goes. I think I think they may have sort of finally reached a point where they've been in the same region too many times in a row here, and they need to go somewhere else for a few years and then, and then come back to Toronto or Buffalo or wherever, and maybe the attendance picks up.
1: Well, I mean, it seems like it's something that Canada becomes obsessed with every year, but it's not quite as big a deal elsewhere, and maybe that would include the United States. I mean, is that part of the challenge, that the idea of the world juniors doesn't have the same kind of cachet uh, south of the border?
0: Yes, for sure that is part of the problem in that, I actually think you're starting to see in other parts of the world like finland and sweden and and czech republic they're kind of into this tournament now mm-hmm. um but i'm not sure you really get that in the united states it's college football bowl season and you know there's the nba and the nhl and nfl playoffs are almost upon us so i just think it gets squeezed in the in the big media picture in the united states and even in a Region that's relatively hockey mad, like Buffalo. Uh, you know, this is way down on the radar, and that, that's why you're seeing these pretty sparse crowds so far.
1: Right, and regarding Team Canada, I mean, so far it seems like Team Canada is pretty solid, uh, pretty well balanced. But I mean, there, there's no superstar component to to it either. For so for Canadians who are at least close to Buffalo, is that less incentive to to make that chilly drive over to Buffalo because th- there's not maybe as much excitement around it?
0: Yeah, like David. Did. Sure, and same uh, team's have been has one thing, uh, you know, all that often. I think in the last six, maybe. So I think that might be part of it too. But I also it just, you know, the if, if Toronto's had a lot of big events in the last little while. And I, I don't mean to sound like a Toronto apologist at all, but <laughs> there was a World Cup of Hockey, there was the World Juniors last year, there was a Grey Cup, not this past year, but the season before that. So I think I think it's just uh, it's a bit of fatigue in terms of going and spending your money on sporting events and these tickets to the world juniors are cheap too so you know you're paying almost nhl prices in some cases for what are sometimes seeing teenagers from you know belarus versus switzerland it's uh not necessarily a great uh value for money in, in that sense so i think that's why you're seeing some of the uh, some of the lack of interest this time
1: yeah interesting scott we'll leave it there uh much more at nationalpost.com thanks for making some time for us here today appreciate it
0: Okay, anytime, Rob. Have Take great care.
1: Day. You too. Scott Stinson, national sports columnist for Post Media, live from uh, Chile, Buffalo, taking in the World Juniors. But um, pretty, uh, pretty empty arena so far for these big games. And maybe that, as he said, that'll pick up as you get toward, you know, the medal round and, of course, the final. But, uh, you know, you expect a lot of Canadians to pour across that border to come watch these games. That's not happening. Buffalo doesn't seem too excited about it. But he's right. Maybe you need to spread it around a little bit more. Because uh, that region has seen a, a lot of this in recent years, and I think there's probably some hockey-starved uh, markets that would love to have the world juniors. So, something for them to think about. 403-974-8255 is a number. A lot more still to come here today. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.